Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You should have a PowerPoint this morning, but I'm sorry. I, I, I struggled for an hour or so yesterday to try and sort the thing out and not my scene. You know, we all do our own thing and we're all different, aren't we? I, I, I remember listening to somebody and they asked this African gentleman who was looking to go into the ministry, they said to him, can you tell us how you prepare your sermons? So he said, sir, I read myself in, I praise myself up and then I let myself go. Yeah. I think that's brilliant the only problem is that they've given me a subject that is so big how do you harness it how should I live as a Christ follower in the light of Jesus' resurrection the answer friends is from Genesis to Revelation and Revelation to Genesis and I'm not sure I'm going to do it justice, but I'm going to challenge you. We're going to start by praying. We're going to start by praying Paul's prayer. Anne and I discovered through a devotion a few months ago, a couple of years ago, this prayer. It's incredible, friends. And we got to a stage where we were reading it and praying it every night before we went to sleep. It's one of Paul's great prayers that we find in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. If you get nothing out of the sermon or my waffling on this morning, please take that passage of Scripture home and read it, pray over it, meditate it, reread it, and live it. Amen. How should I live as a follower of Christ in the light of Jesus' resurrection? I want to tell you, every one of you who know Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior can come up here and give me a point. Every one of us 
If we're walking with God, are being challenged on a daily basis of how our lives should impact the community and the people that we reach. Each of us is able to give our answer. Each person of the Trinity has a part to play in that relationship. In the window of a local gallery, art gallery, this, I saw this sign this week, which offers us some following advice. Live fast and die young. Live fast and die young. Above it stood a picture of two young lovers enjoying a moment standing in the middle of a railway track. I want to say, neither of them are to be advised. Oh, I've got, I've got this. We're not talking about Brexit. <laughs> so neither is to be advised, either to, to live fast and die young, or the picture of the two young lovers, as much as I, I'm in love with my wife after 50-odd years, I will not stand in the middle of a railway track. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what the problems that come from the left and the right. But I want to suggest to you this morning that you, you live long and with purpose to the promotion of God's appointed time. preacher that I loved recently died and his philosophy was I'm going to live to a hundred or I'm going to die in the attempt. I think he died at about 98 or 99. I've taken the privilege of taking his philosophy. I'm going to live to a hundred or die in the attempt. Hallelujah. Live long, and we purpose with promotion at God's appointed time. I am, and you are, if you have confessed Romans chapter 9, verse 10 and 11. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your hearts that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and I, I, I trust this morning that everyone that's listening either by podcast oh I've got the right word in or, or in a congregation that you have made a personal commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ if you haven't the subject really is a little bit irrelevant you have to be on the way in order to know how to live the way and so I trust this morning that you have made that personal confession and received the Lord Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. I trust this morning that you are a son of the resurrection. That you are a daughter of the resurrection. And I want to suggest to you this morning that character comes before charisma. Most of us are chasing... Charisma. We're chasing the supernatural. I want to tell you that's the wrong attitude. That's the wrong direction, friends. You, we should be chasing God. Yeah. 
not the manifestations of the power of the Spirit, as important as they are, but we should be chasing God. We look for the will of God. What's the will of God? 99% of the will of God is being 100% like Jesus. The other little bit is where you function. God expects us to walk in his footsteps. Now the principle of following Christ in the light of the resurrection is simple. It's profoundly simple. The problem is that the process is not quite as easy as the principle. It's, it's charted with difficulties and problems and trials. We have an enemy. And it isn't to accept Jesus Christ as your own personal saviour. You're aware of a personal devil that wants to trip you up on every area. And so the process is not as easy as the principle. Now, I want to suggest this morning that the answer to the question is as long as the Bible. All 66 books, 1,189 chapters, and over 30,000 verses. The Bible is the single most important book for Christians. So why do you not want to know more? How much time do you spend in the Word of God? Are you one of these people that just open it up and put your finger and say, that's the verse for today? <laughs> or are you the type of person that systematically reads the Word of God? I opened up the Bible this morning and I go through, I'm reading through a version and it tells me that I have read the Bible, well, this is not quite true, but 544 days. That's only since it started to count. And I'm not talking about just the odd verse or the odd passage or, or the favourite passage. But I'm talking about reading the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I've just read through Revelation the second time. The first time I read through it, I read it in the, the New King James. And the second time, I thought, I'll read through in the message. So I can have a deeper comprehension. And if you want to know what Revelation says, I can suggest you go onto YouTube, you look for David Pawson, and you look for his sermons on Revelation. They are superb. They're hard. They're long. But they're well worth listening to. You know, and in the day and age where the, the, the television rubbish is getting rubbisher, and we've lost all the football on terrestrial, except for match of the day, may I suggest that you go to YouTube and look for some sermons some teaching on the Word of God to find out how you and I should be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so the principles are in the Bible. And I'm not going to do it justice. 
I'm not going to be like Paul who preached so long, the young man sitting on the table, on, on the windowsill, fell out the window and he was dead and they went down and laid hands on him and raised him from the dead. Talking about David Portion, David Portion uh, uh, has preached one sermon that lasts three hours. I don't know, I could keep away for three hours. <laughs> we usually watch the last of the summer wine, that, that date she doesn't it. Uh, every, every, every day in the week. And I only get to the break. <laughs> I'm away, snoring with the fairies. And we have to, good job we recorded because I have to replay it. <laughs> I'm going to give you three passages of scriptures. Um, if you've got a pen and paper, please make a note of them and have a look at them when you get home. Um, but as I said, you can go right through the scriptures and find answers uh, to the question, how should you live as a Christian in the light of the resurrection? John chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you, and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. I no longer call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. <coughs> Be in relationship with fellow Christians. Loving one another. We used to sing an old chorus, I love you with the love of the Lord. And I remember one day praying, singing to a, a young man in church. He was about a foot taller than I was. And I looked him in the eyes and I said, I love you with the love of the Lord. He got so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, friends, that we express our love in different ways. We express our love in caring and sharing. We share, express our love in praying for one, for another. I, I was at Slimming World yesterday. Have you noticed? 
two and a half pounds. I am now lighter than when I got married. If you're looking, no, as a commercial, if you're looking to lose weight, Slimming World is brilliant. I went on an NHS prescription. It must work if the NHS is prepared to pay for it. <laughs> Peter's lost himself. Expressing love one for another. Sharing with one another. Encouraging one another. It's not some sentimental thing. But a, a, a love that shares ministers. I, I'm so glad that in this church so many people are actually involved on a day-by-day -day basis. Lots of churches you only find 20% of the church are actually involved and committed to doing something. Uh, and I, I think the figure here is about 70% at the moment are involved in some way or another. I look forward to the day when every member is fully committed and involved in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ within the church and with outside the church. But Jesus says, not only should you love, but there should be a joy about you. We're not talking about... Um, I've forgotten the word I'm looking for. Enjoyment. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. But there's something about this joy that Jesus is looking for that is, that is infectious. It permeates. It isn't based on circumstances. I understand Richard's got a brand new car. His, his wife loves him so much she's bought him a Bentley. <laughs> a convertible Bentley. In bright red with white leather seats. You didn't know your wife had so much money. <laughs> and so Richard is walking around with an air of ooh, exuberance and joy because of his beautiful present. And poor Sam, his bicycle fell to pieces. <laughs> I passed his house yesterday and there were 14 spare wheels outside. No, it wasn't your house, it was somebody else's house, but there were 14 bicycle wheels on, on, on the path. And, you know, Sam looks at Richard and says, You can see the envy coming out of his ear, the smoke. But no, he doesn't. Sam turns around to Richard and says, It's brilliant. It's fantastic that your wife has bought you a brand new car. And he's not envious, but he's full of joy. And that's how we should live, friends. That's how we should live. Full of joy. Not based on circumstances, but based on a relationship with God. I might that you might be full of love and full of joy. The world needs to see there's something about us that is different. Why? Because in Christ we are different. I'm not a gardener. In fact, in fact, there was one point in, in my, my life when I really felt angry towards Adam. 
because Adam invented gardening. <laughs> if he hadn't, have, if he'd have done what God told him, then he wouldn't. We wouldn't have to deal with the weeds. Now I don't know where I'm going again now. <laughs> oh, I know where I'm going now. I'm thinking of the apple tree that has oranges on it. Have you ever seen an apple tree with oranges on it? No, because it is out of nature. An apple tree is intended to produce apples. And a Christian who is following Christ is expected to produce joy and love. Amen. Have you ever seen a, 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 um, an ap um, a lemon tree? A lemon tree with oranges on it. No, well, I have seen a lemon tree with oranges on It's a Portuguese situation, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> eh? Come on. Confirm it. Tell me it's true. <laughs> You're supposed to be helping me. Now, I have actually, well, you and I saw one last time we were in Portugal together. In the back garden was an, 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 a lemon tree with oranges on it. That's quite normal, apparently. But the point is that as an apple tree, I'm expected to produce apples. And for my wife's benefit, I'm a, I'm a Braeburn apple tree. You might be a garlic tree apple. You might like garlic apples. So I'm an a, a garlic tree apple producing apples for you. And so the principles of gardening is that after its kind, it produces after its kind, it produces. And because we are believers, because we are followers of Jesus Christ, then we should produce the evidence as we walk with God on a day-by-day -day basis, as we envelop ourselves in the Word of God. We had a fellow come to preach a few years ago here, and he, his name was Green, and he talked about reading the Bible. And we had one elderly member of the congregation and, and, and this gentleman says, I want you to take your Bible, I want you to divide it into seven sections and each of the seven sections you divide seven times. So you have 49 sections. 49 sections. One section a day for 49 days and you went through the word of God. Blow through the Bible in a year he, was, he proposed that he went through it seven times, isn't it? Five, five, seven. Yes, seven times. And this elderly gentleman went home and he got his Bible and he took the cover up and he ripped it up and, and, and he bound each section and he put seven markers in each section, book, and he went through day by day by day by day. Now I appreciate when you retire, you've got more time. You're not retired. <laughs> but what's important, friends, is that a, is there is a discipline. Yes. 
That is a discipline to reading the Word of God on a regular basis. Going back to to slimming world, most people go on diets and the moment they come off the diet, they get fat. They put the weight back on again. There has to be a discipline. There has to be a dedication to doing this on a day-by-day-by-day basis. And you have to be disciplined and read the Word of God. You have to be disciplined and express that joy. And if you have the problem like Sam might have had because Richard got a new car, he's got to deal with that problem. Because if he doesn't deal with the problem, the problem eats away. The jealousy that will eat away. Bye-bye, young man. (laughs) Well, you might as well creep it out. (laughs) The second passage of Scripture I want to leave with this, this morning is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 and to 16. Therefore, gird up your loins of your minds, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to your, the former lusts as you did in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all conduct, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. God expects us to be different. He expects us to change the habits that are destructive. He's talking about people that were lying, cheating, thieving, stealing, living immoral lives. Come away from him, he says. Live before the God of our Father soberly. Rest your hope fully on the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, we've got to prepare ourselves if we want to walk God's walk in God's way. We've got to live God's way. One of the one of the reasons that David Pawson preaches, he preaches to get the church ready for persecution. And what we've seen in Sierra Leone recently is only a potential foretaste of what is to come. You see, the enemy wants to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. And we need to stand up against it, friends. And not just stand up against it in lines outside uh, 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 protesting. We need to line up inside. 90% of the will of God, I got the percentage right this time, 90% of the will of God has been 100% like Jesus. God, I've got this problem. Help me to deal. Whatever that problem is, God will willingly deal with it. 
if you are willingly to bring it before the throne of God and say, Lord, this is a problem. I want to help me remove this problem in order that I might live as a true saint following the Lord Jesus Christ. And I use that word rightly, the word saint. You don't have to wait for some canonization from Rome and the Pope. You, the moment you give your life to Jesus, Amen. you've got the title. Saint Keith. He looks like it, doesn't he? He got his book. Because be holy, for I am holy. I'm watching the clock. I've got two minutes and two seconds. One second. The the third passage is two Peter chapter one verses five to eleven. And the heading in my Bible says the fruitful growth in the faith. But also for this reason, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godly brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. And if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and election secure, that if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you the ab in, abundantly in, in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Grow. Spiritual growth. When your child went to school at three or four or maybe five uh, and uh, maybe some of the children like today uh, weren't potty trained and they need to be cleansed and changed at school uh, and that your child grows and grows and grows and he's now 15, you would not expect that child to be needed to be changed. They would, you would expect them to be potty trained. You would expect them to develop. That when they went to school, they, 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 couldn't, uh, they couldn't put two words together. They couldn't spell like me. Or, or they couldn't make sentences. And yet, at 15, you, you would expect them to be writing theses. Look at that 16-year-old uh, Swedish girl that came over. And, and the question on... on, on Question time on Thursday. How come we've got a 16-year-old girl from Sweden who has come and done more in five minutes than the whole of the British government haven't done in the last 40 years? Amen. And I, I don't know whether you watched the program, but there was a 10-year-old from, from um, where was she from? Cyprus, Malta, on, um, on Britain's Got Talent. And don't condemn me for watching it. For Britain's Got Talent. But she was singing her own composition. It was incredible. Ten-year-old girl. And a nine-year-old lad dancing. Unbelievable. Because they've grown up. They've, they've applied themselves. 
And we need to grow up in God, friends. We need to do exactly what Peter is suggesting to, to add to our knowledge, self-control, and self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness. It's not just a list, friends. It's classes. It's teaching, it's philosophy, it's theology. You see, this is not a game. It is not a club. We're here for the duration, friends. We're here because if we're not here and do what God wants us to do, people are going to a Christless eternity. They are going to burn in hell. And so there should be a commitment, an involvement. Not just as... I think my mother would say, as your belly guides you. But the commitment's got to be so deep. How should we live as a follower of Christ in the light of the resurrection? The resurrection's the answer to it all, friends. Jesus rose from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, we can have life in Christ. Without the resurrection, there is no life. The Bible, Paul tells us our faith is in vain. But it's not true, is it? Our faith is not in vain. Because the, re the resurrection is true. Amen. Jesus did rise from the dead. We celebrated it last weekend. We celebrated it this weekend. We will celebrate it next weekend and the weekend end of the weekend after and the weekend after and the weekend after. And we get to a point later in the year when we're celebrating Christmas. Jesus is coming again. So do you want to be a follower of Jesus? I trust this morning I've put you some pointers. And don't dismiss the Old Testament. Oh, sorry, Pat, I've dropped your bookmarker. Last night I was trying to find out the easy way of how many books in the Bible. I wasn't going to count them. I wouldn't even add them up because I might have made a mistake. So I managed to find the answer, and I think it was on Wikipedia. But when I came this morning, Pat gave me a bookmarker. And on the front is the New Testament. Every book of the New Testament in order. Turn it over and you've got every book of the Old Testament. We need the whole book, friends. The whole book. Doesn't matter what type of translation you read, as long as you read it on a regular basis. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come and play for me, Sam, if you're still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to conclude this service 
I'm not going to make an appeal because you all need to respond. And if you didn't respond, it would be embarrassment, both to you and to me. <coughs> but I'm going to conclude by simply rereading Paul's <coughs> prayer. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church in Charlotte Street, Leamington Spa, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.